0: Hello everyone, thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast and just want to uh, encourage you today as we open scripture and uh, seek God's face about evangelism. This is such an amazing theme of reaching out and loving the person in front of you and I have a tool sing here with me again, my brother in arms and today he's not flexing because he hurt
1: himself. I did. What were you doing this time? I was on a, I was not on, I was in the gym trying to lift about 25 pounds, and it was too heavy for me.
0: Oh, so pray for Atul Singh, he's pulled his rotator cuff, or he pulled
1: something. <laughs> I did. He's here are all these bandages. Yeah, I, if you could just see me, I look like uh, one of those guys should be on a, in a stretcher? stretcher and headed to the uh, ER. Oh, wow. But instead of going to the hospital
0: today, he's here to talk about evangelism. and um, And just to say this out to you all again, July 13th, coming up next Monday, we have an amazing men's conference. We welcome you to be part of that, 630 in the evening at ggwo.org. Tune in. We'd love to have your participation and be encouraged together. Uh, a tool. Just before you get rolling, I know you've got some really great thoughts today. Uh, there's a lot going on in our nation, and I think about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter nine, uh, verse thirty-six, and He said this this great statement. He said, "But when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion. He wasn't moved with anger. He wasn't moved with any other spirit, but the spirit of compassion, because they fainted." And they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And I just think about the heart of our Savior today when he looks at a nation. He wept over Jerusalem. Uh, he weeps over broken marriages or broken relationships or just people that don't know their eternal purpose. And I know that you do this faithfully. You're out on the streets engaging people, confronting people, uh, and uh, evangelisms is awesome, it's scary, but it's also, there's, there's an amazing testimony each time that we go out, and I just, I don't know about you, for me, I always find God in evangelism, and I just uh, want to give you the floor today, uh, pick you up off the floor, <laughs> no, but give you the floor seriously about evangelism, What what's God put in your heart today that you can share with men uh, about just the the beauty and
1: secret and power of evangelism. I, uh, Pastor Jason, thank you so much for um uh, just having me here today and just uh letting me share my heart about uh evangelism. And I just as you were talking about the verse that you quoted about the that Jesus Christ has moved with compassion, I remember this uh poem that Pastor Stephen always used to uh read often time and it was it said like the Lord help me to live from day to day. In such a self-forgetting way, that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer shall be for others. Let self be crucified and slain, and buried deep and all in vain. May effort be to rise again, unless to live for others. Hmm. Others, lords, yes others, let this be, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others, that I may live like Thee. I um, wow. When I think about what is the heartbeat of God, it is others. When I think about why Christ spent on a cross, it's for others. When I think about why Christ left heaven and all the privileges that He had in heaven, and He left in heaven and was born in a major, it was for others. So before he created everything, he had all of us in his mind. And I think about that how much that we are loved and how Christians often forget the love of Christ in their hearts. And then they kind of put themselves in a box and I I was just had this conversation um a week ago on Friday night Friday night, as we evangelized in fells Point, I was talking to a police officer who was a born again Christian, and his father was a uh he passed away he was a elder, and so was his grandfather and he grew up in his in church most of his life and he's about forty some years old and he made a few statements he made one statement he said, "I work in a city on a special squad, and I see that." the crisis is not a political system or a Democrat party or a Republican party or what color or race you are in. I think he he said the crisis in our nation is the church, Mm. the absentee of a church. He said the church has fallen asleep. And I totally agreed with him. I said, you are absolutely right. The church has taken the back seat today. As we speak today, we have heard in past two, three weeks into a month that many churches are closing. Instead of even the pastor coming out and praying and maybe go out in the street and telling somebody about the gospel. We don't see that. Maybe we are the only church in Baltimore that is evangelizing in the midst of Corona 19. I don't see anybody else out there. Not even the Jehovah Witnesses are out there. They have great zeal, but wrong message. Mormons, great zeal, but wrong message. But Christians have a message, but they don't go out because they have found themselves in a box. And outside of the box is a cross. Inside of the box is a beautiful life. White picket fence, great family, everything is going great, but God is not there. They are like in their permissive will. Though they are saved, but they don't have a desire to live for Christ. And perfect will is when a man thinks outside of the box. He has a fire in his heart. He's excited to go out and share the gospel with someone. And I was just thinking when the man said, he said, You know what, there is hundreds and thousands of people are out here in Fell's Point. You may be the only hope that they may have today. Because you are faithfully in obedience out here sharing the gospel. So I, I was just really touched. And I remember 20 years ago when we were, when I was in Bible college, we would go out Saturday night and evangelize. I want to share this story. And I want to kind of use Pastor Jason's favorite word, unpacked after this story. <laughs> and the story is kind of touched me. I thought about it when this man was, this police officer was saying that we may be the only hope they have. I remember 20 years ago, there was a girl that was walking towards me and we were evangelizing on Saturday night. And I stopped her and I said, excuse me, uh, I am kind of lost. Can you give me some directions? And she looked at me with a like, lost look and said, "Where are you, where are you going? I said, I'm going to heaven. She goes, I don't know how to give you direction to heaven. I said, I know you don't, but can I give you directions to heaven? And she looked at me, and she was 18 years old, and her name was Gina. And I shared the gospel with her. And I told her, I said, you know what? Jesus loves you so much today that he died on a cross for you. And the only way to heaven is through Christ. And John 14, 6 said, I am the way and the truth and life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And I shared that. And we talked another five, ten minutes. And I was very compelled in my heart. Mm. To ask God. Would you like to accept Christ into your heart. As your Savior. I'm very obedient in that area. As God the Holy Spirit leads me. To ask people. I just don't tell people, oh, you need to get saved. Let I me mean, mark another soul. I just can't say it. Because that's not how it works. Christ is the one who died on a cross. We're just a messenger pilgrims who just share the gospel. But uh, you know what? She said, you know what? I would like to ask Christ into my heart. And we prayed right uh, on the street and she accepted Christ as her Savior. And then I have a habit of giving my phone number out. I so saw on a track I wrote my phone number down and I said, maybe you would like to come to church next day. She said, that would be a great idea. So Sunday afternoon, I gave her a call. I said, hey, Gina, would you like to come to church? She said, uh, I am a little busy. My mom is sick and I can't come to church. Perhaps I will come some other time. I said, that's perfectly fine. And I hung up the phone and I, have, I went to church Sunday night. And two days later, I got a f- phone call, and it was her sister who was absolutely angry and crying on the phone and asking me who I was. And I told her who what my name was. She said, how do you know my s- sister Gina? I said, uh, I don't know sister Gina, but I met a young lady a few days ago over the weekend, and I shared the gospel with her. She goes, yes, that's my sister. How do you know her? I said, I don't know her. I just we had a, about 10 15 minutes and I invited her to come to church she goes and she was getting more and more angry more aggressive and at the same time she was crying she goes the reason i'm asking because my sister just died 2 days ago hmm. and i just i was the phone almost came out of my hand i'm like i didn't know what to say when she said her sister died i said how did she die she said she said, "Before I answer that, who? How do you know my sister?" I said, "Again, I do not know your sister." She said, "Because we found two pieces of paper that came when she when she died. There, were two pieces of paper lying right next to her. A car ran a red light as she was crossing and hit her, instantly killed her. Oh, wow! And as her body, as she hit, got hit, there was things fly from her pocket, and there was a track that had my phone number." And a letter that was written to me. And I have never heard anything like that. And the letter said, Dear Atul, Thank you so much for telling me about how much Jesus Christ loves me. If I never ever see you again, I'll see you in heaven. Love, Gina. Hmm. And now, how do you answer a question when somebody asks you, Who wrote that letter? And I was just blown away when I heard that. Because I've never heard anything like that. I believe... The Holy Spirit had to write the letter, so she could. So maybe I will talk about it. Maybe more people will talk about. It. God has a plan for everybody, mm. but the question comes down to: Why don't we evangelize? See, every life is valuable. Luke fifteen seven says, "There's a joy in heaven over one sinner that repents." Mm. And I really believe that God wants us to go out. And every opportunity that we get to evangelize, every chance that we may have, because time is running out. I look around and my heart was really burned when I thought about it. Like, God, burn my heart for others. God, let my life be a testimony. Every opportunity that I get, God, let me use it for your glory. God, fill my heart so i can share the gospel with everybody i want to challenge everybody who's listening to this podcast today and I, everybody that's listening to this podcast i want to say this to you take the dust off your feet be bold and be foolish like the Corinthians go out and share the gospel don't don't think about what's happening around your in our nation just be obedient to god and go out because you know what every life Matters. If we don't go out, nobody else will go out. Change starts from me. I am the one who sets the course. I'm saying, I am going to go out and I am going to evangelize. Let me make that challenge to you today, and you challenge one person to go evangelize. Don't sit in that box all of your Christian life and say, Oh, life is great, but you know what? There are people today dying Mm -hmm. and going to hell. And you know what? And there are very few people who are evangelizing. Mm -hmm. Very few churches are evangelizing. The most unattended meetings are prayer and evangelism in churches today. Mm -hmm. Most unattended. And we need to be believers who go out and share the gospel. And we need to go out with everything that we have and think about others every chance that we get.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's a powerful story. I remember you telling me that years ago. Wow, that's like, think about... Like, I'm just listening to you talk today, um, you know, how much God loves people, right? And how God pursues people. And how many times did God pursue you and I before we actually made a decision to say yes to him? You know, there's so many religious concepts, but uh, God's hands are open wide to receive and to love you. And to maybe practically speaking, maybe the person here... I mean, you talk about statistics. I mean, three percent of the evangelistic church is a, is um, are evangelizers, and one and a half percent of those are church planters. So the numbers are dismal, <laughs> actually. Um, but let's say let's say the listener is thinking, "Hey, I I haven't really shared my faith, or I really don't know how to share my faith, or I don't have all the answers. What if someone asks me a question? Um, what would you say are some basic things?" That you maybe some lead-in statements like I, I think of one just to kind of kick it off like our pastor says this statement a lot. He said when he's in the checkout line, he maybe looks at the person and says, "Hey, have you heard any good news today?" You know, something like that, an icebreaker. You know, do you have any thoughts just to kind of get the ball rolling? Because it could be a little awkward, uh, but it's only awkward if we think about ourselves.
1: You know? it's, it's true because. Uh, it's not a natural thing for us to do to go and talk to people. I mean, I am. Well, I, for you, you're pretty. You're an extrovert. You're no, I am dynamic an extrovert. And, I am, but I'm also very shy when it comes to talking to people. Really? I mean, I. It was uh, the hardest thing for me in college to take this spe- uh, uh, speech class because really? I didn't like talking in front of people or having a conversation one on one. It was just like I would, like, I, would like, I would like, I would sweat and my palm would get wet. My there was a tingling in your stomach. And still at times that's just I, the Indian food. Yeah, that's the Indian right? food. Right? <laughs> so spicy. But you know what? Is there a is there is there a a pattern or is there a certain kind of a way to do this? There isn't. You know, how, does love has a way to do it? We just love People, Mm. and if I love someone, if I see somebody, and I the Holy Spirit is leading me, I just go up to and start talking with them. Like I could take anything, like just Pastor, like you said, that Pastor, our Pastor said, you know, have you heard a good news? Or I will just start a conversation and see where they're at, and like within a minute or so, you could kind of figure out where what a person is all about, and then you bring forth the gospel in it. Like, Mm. what are you thinking? Where is God in it? Well, how do you know where you're going to spend eternity? Do you know there's a God in heaven who loves you? Do you know that Jesus loves you so much that He died on the cross for you? Do you know? Have you heard a story about rich man and the Lazarus? I mean, it could be number of things that we could talk about. Yeah. There's no a certain way, but you know what? I believe that uh, sometimes I'm by myself, but I have the Holy Spirit as a believer as my partner. Yeah. And every time I go out, God can God not fill my mouth? Sure, He can. Does not does God doesn't know the every hair count in my head? Yes, He does. So can God not use me if I go out? If I'm obedient, if I'm passionate about God, can God not take me and share the gospel? Sure, He can. Do I live in that obedience? Or am I scared? No, I'm not. Maybe for a moment, but then God says, "You know what." I remember, maybe more stories here. I remember in Highland Town years ago, I knocked on a door. I was just here knocking doors. And the man, like two minutes into knocking the door, he finally comes out and opens the door. And all I like to see he had a high ceiling and there was a rope hanging in the chair. So me, I'm like really stupid. I'm like, okay, well, what is the chair for? Why do you have a rope hanging?
0: Wow. And the
1: guy looks at me and goes, can't you not see? Why people have rope? I mean, he was really, uh, like, kind of a crazy nut job, but, uh, you know, like, asking me a question for a question. So I said, no, I, I mean, like, I don't really see people hanging ropes out of their ceiling fans. Maybe a plant was going to do there or something. Do you know what he said? Wow. He said, you just interrupted me because I was just taking my life we have no idea what people are going through in their lives. And you know what? I shared the gospel with him. He got saved. He accepted Christ. And he actually came to a church for a couple of years here. Wow! And I remember that. So we have no idea what people are going through. Or maybe this one that I shared with you. We were in Dundalk, and there was this biker guy. And I would not recommend people to do this. But if you're only led by the Holy Spirit, do this. Uh, He said, you know, he's an atheist. I said, wow, great. Even atheists have, have a belief system. He goes, yeah, they do. I said, so you don't, really don't believe in God, huh? He goes, no, I don't believe in God. I said, do you mind if I just pray? He goes, go ahead if you want to. I said, dear Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would take him home. His head turned so quickly. He grabbed me by my shirt, lifted me up, and he said to me, you can't pray that. I said, but you don't believe in God. Wow. And he was, he was perplexed, and he looked at me he goes, You're right, I did say that. And you dropped me, and you heard the gospel that day. So people, you have to listen what they're saying. The greatest thing about evangelism is listening what people are saying. Okay, so,
0: (laughs) wow, that's awesome. You know, the atheist prayer, I'm going to have to remember that one. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, think about this. You said to interrupt people. I think that's a big deal, because oftentimes in our day and age, people... We want to give people space, especially with the social distancing going around. It's um, it's even more emphasized. But to interrupt people, you can do that graciously, tactfully, um, and kindly. But to interrupt people is, is in that confrontation. There, you know, that is necessary because people are going to hell on the road of good intentions. So people may think they're okay. I'm a good person. I've not killed anybody. I helped the old lady across the street. Like. These moral things, but they don't realize that they are in uh, danger because everyone needs a savior. And then the second thing you said was listening. I think, uh, and then if I, uh, I think that's an an underestimated quality where we're quick to get our, we want to just pound them with information. We just want to give them twenty six verses to, to 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 look up or invite them somewhere. Yeah, or I love that thing about the notch in your belt, like. And and if the conversation doesn't go well, people can get a little nasty and say, okay, you're going to turn or burn. And it's like that, like understanding evangelism is loving the person in front of you. And that's the third L is to love them, listen, and learn that, their story. But but how many people are used to being listened to today? I, I, I Honestly, I think people are just, they're just like cattle. They're herded around. And when someone genuinely listens and asking questions, how about asking questions like, uh, like, you know, maybe you know that that was an interesting story about the man that you you inter- interrupted that was going to commit suicide. How about the person? You know, how many times have we talked to people and maybe they have a recent death in their family, and that's a great segue to say, hey, what do you think about what's after death? Because honestly, right, it's all yeah. people are not
1: thinking about yeah, eternity. They're yeah. not. I mean, in Luke sixteen, it's a beautiful picture about the rich man and the Lazarus. What's rich man? I mean, look, here is a man. Who had everything, and his last are sitting at the table eating crumbs, and the dogs are eating the sores. Right? Look how it flipped when they died. Who yeah. was in who was in heaven? Who was in hell? The whole script was twisted. Mm. So, isn't that how what we see today? But I think what, I love what you where you, when you said that listening. Even as believers who've been through Bible college, or maybe pastors, people have something to say, and they don't want to listen what somebody else is saying. It's all about listening before you could answer, because you've got to listen where they're at, mm. what's going on in their life. And when we share the gospel of grace and mercy and love, people have... People want to listen to you, yeah. And it's not like I want to hammer the gospel at you, boom, boom, boom. Let you gotta get saved now. I gotta make sure I get another count on on my board. I got one more saved. I got four saved. It's not about that. God has not called us to save people. God has called us to share the gospel, and that's a big. That is a big point. It's about sharing God. We didn't die on a cross. Jesus Christ died on a cross. He's the one who shed his blood on the cross. What did I do? Nothing. But God has called you and I and every believer on the face of this earth to go and share the gospel with people. And when we share the gospel in love, people's lives—people want to hear. Even if it's confrontational, it's great to be confrontational. It's great to interrupt because people want that. Yeah, they're 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 wounded by churches, by believers, by. Other different things that is happening in, in their lives, even the child, childhood, parents take them to church. Like, you have to go to church. So, people are wounded, people everywhere you go. Nine out of ten doors of people we talk to are wounded. But mm. how do you heal that wound? The only way to heal that wound is through love, and it's through Christ's love. And God has given us every ability to love people. Even when somebody's asking the question, you gotta to respond to the questioner in love. Yeah, you can't wow. win people through uh, confront. I mean, not not comfort, with argument, but you yeah. win people through love. It is That's the love point. how we win people. I have very rarely people slam the door at me, or even if they slam the door at my face when I'm sharing the gospel. I say, well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to open the door and listen, because I want to leave Christ love behind in their yeah. heart. That's another
0: big point. Boy, this is so good. I just want to answer a couple things. You Just to reiterate a couple things you said uh, recently on evangelism. Uh, one person said to me, you know, I was praying today that God would show himself that he is real. And here you are knocking on my door. Or um, in this particular situation, I had a conversation in a coffee shop. And how many people are seeking answers and you know people are walking by in their robotic schedules and they're longing for meaning you know so uh oh there's so many things you just said that that's slipping my mind but but just to say to go intentionally god will meet you don't worry if you don't have all the answers pray uh, god will lead the right person to you to share the good news how about this hey, you know just just in a in a in a fun way hey do you know that you're forgiven today god God has forgiven us of all of our sin. Isn't that amazing? Or somebody might say, "Oh, have a blessed day." I mean, there's so many taglines and I'm not so keen on having all those hashtags and and those things, but they're indicators. But I think everyone is broken and you, the devil is constantly trying to close our mouths because he knows that as you speak the gospel, which is the good news. That's the good news. Um And I love what you said, when we leave people that maybe say, hey, I'm not interested, we don't get nasty because we're just watering a seed that, um, you know, we said this in Delaware recently, it's like when you speak the words of life, they go in and they, even if they are rejected, they still go in, they move around in your heart, they generate questions that must be answered. And then another, another person may come in their future and they, again, water that seed and, and the interest and in things start to grow. So it, it's amazing just the, the mystery of the gospel. And in Romans 10, 9, and 10, and Acts 4, 12, these are great verses. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're saved. And also Acts 4, 12, there's only one name under heaven that you can be saved. So even mentioning the name Jesus to somebody what goes on in the atmosphere is think about it like devils and demons are are warring to 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 blind and to distract people from the ultimate uh decision that's salvation and um i don't know i thinking of our nation i i'm 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 encouraged to know that god is breaking up fallow ground i mean there is a lot going on in people's hearts and the good news of the gospel i mean the gospel like the pages this great love letter uh, loving people is, uh, is a privilege. And by the way, isn't evangelism a lifestyle? It's a lifestyle. It's not something I do one day a week, and that might be fine in your schedule, but it's a lifestyle. And maybe it's a word here. Maybe I don't evangelize everyone on the elevator, but I say, God, give me one person today. Give me one person today. So
1: closing remarks here when, at Pastor when, when I think about evangelism, evangelism starts from your front door. You step into mission field. The moment you step out of your front door, the world is your mission field. Awesome. And that's the statement. If I think like that, then I would never run out of sh- people. God would always have someone in my path that I could share the gospel. It has to be a lifestyle. And many people, especially in our family members, they watch our lives. Yes, The convictions that we have. Evangelism is not just me saying, it's living it, as, as you said. We're living Christ. We, we represent Jesus Christ in our life. My decision making, my convictions on everything. That's part of evangelism. Because those who would not hear me, but they're watching me, they're saying, why is that man doesn't drink? Why is that man won't watch something? Why is that man has a single eye? Those are the things people are watching. So God has given us a great opportunity to be clothed in Christ, and to go out and, uh, and share the gospel, it's the greatest joy for a believer. And if you have never done it, hey, do it. This is a time. God is calling you and I. And if you have never heard the gospel, and if you listen to it, or some of your friends who have never, if somebody's listening to it, hey, you know what? Jesus loves you today. There you go. He died on the cross for you. Mm. God demonstrated His love in Romans 5.8. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace through faith you are saved. Everybody knows John 3.16. Put your name in there. There you go. Eternity is yours. All you have to do is believe. You don't have to go to church or be a religious person or be a denomination or color creed or race, whatever. All you have to do is believe. Amen. Because that's the good news. Hey,
0: we got to wrap this up at all, but I think of what you did. That last statement, it's not getting my life better to be accepted by God. It's... It's coming at just as we are, and receiving Amen. Him as our, our Lord and Savior, and He'll He'll change your life, give you purpose in your life, and give you an eternal meaning, uh, because heaven is a free gift. Amen. Amen. Hey,
1: That's great so. thoughts Thank today,
0: you. and uh, pray in your heart. Maybe there's someone that God has for you. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's your coworker. Pray and let God set up the stage, and just be ready. Be prayerful. Have a word in your heart. And be normal. Don't don't feel like you have to be like a Billy Graham or something. Even though that's amazing, but just just be normal and, and be relaxed. And because you know you don't have to be stressed out about evangelizing, but it is incredibly important. And God will do great things through your life. So, Atul, God bless you, God sir. God bless you, Pastor Jason. Amen. We're pray that you are standing upright next week.
1: As <laughs> I. The are going to do wonders.
0: The broken man <laughs> right here. God bless you God folks. Bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.